in bed. Nice. I'm next to my bed. <laughs> An- another excellent place. Because it's, it's near comfort. <laughs> I also uh, been doing a lot more edibles this week, so Ooh, we'll oh. see. <laughs> what? Uh, you mean you just ate a bunch of things this week, right? That were edible. Just delicious things that were They're, edible. That, <laughs> those are usually the things I like to eat. The delicious edible things. Don't you hate it when you have to eat a sandwich of inedible things? It's I, yeah, you really, you know, all those nuts and bolts in my bologna. <laughs> you know? <laughs> my bologna has the first name. It's nuts and, and bolts. It's bolts. nuts and bolts, and, and uh, that's not edible. No, we don't want it here. Rule one, don't <laughs> eat nuts and bolts. Well, the metal kind of nuts. You know, if you want to eat the other kind of nuts, you know, this is this is America. You love those nuts. Just love them. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm um, just saying. So, boy, did we get off track real quick. You know what? What track? I'm here to have a good time, baby. I know. It's been a hot second. Um, it's been too long. It's right, at well, least twice as, twice as long as I like to wait. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. <laughs> Um, hello listener, welcome to Well That's New, the show where we give you random facts from random things from the official source we weren't allowed to use in high school, Wikipedia. I'm your host, Andrew, you can call me Grau, and joined via Zoom as always is my co-host, Aaron, but in my phone it's Mr. Bitches. Yes sir, I'm here, ready to fuck shit up. This, yeah. uh, this beautiful end of summer day. You know, we're right. Re- we're ready to go in. We're ready to learn. We're here yeah. to. We're here. We're here to find out what's new. And I, I would actually like to go first, if you don't mind. Do please do. All right. So what we're gonna be starting off with is knife fights. <laughs> we're learning about <laughs> knife fights. Now I, I don't need to go into the technical definition because. It, it's a knife fight. You're fighting with knives. What, what else you gotta say? But we both, but you know, this tradition of cutting people with knives been around for a long time. So you know, I think that's why they say don't bring a gun to a knife fight, not because the gun, the guy with the gun is gonna win, but because the knife predates the gun. So they're just like, and hey, it's rude. Get your guns out of here. That's rude. <laughs> right. This is. This is gunfight, not knife fight. You mean knife fight, not gunfight? Whichever happened first, whoever whoever is in the higher position wins. That's all I think. That's well. <laughs> well, that's new. <laughs> new. Um, so you know, there's a lot of different the, the traditional schools of of knife fighting uh, during the long history of the knife fight. Uh, the knife as a weapon. Many schools. Systems or schools of uh, knife fighting have developed around the world, each usually distinguished by region and culture of their origin. Now, <clears throat> we have the Italian stiletto. Now, it, it kind of looks like kind of looks like a cross with one end just being the sharp point and twice as long, and a purely offensive weapon used to kill an unsuspecting or wounded adversary which was later embraced through Italy as a fighting knife for close combat confrontations. 
Mm. You know, you know, it's not like you're lugging around a giant sword. You got this little knife, and you're just there stab stabbing you out. You I mean, just... I also, I also just can imagine like stiletto. I just like I'm not telling. Stiletto. Mamma mia. Mamma mia, stiletto. You dead. <laughs> oh, mamma mia. M- my pasta sauce is outside of me. <laughs> You know what? We're making fun, of, but there's probably a guy named like the Mamma Mia Ripper in Sicily, like in the 1500s. He would just I, say like Mamma Mia, and just like stab. You know what? I hope there was. <laughs> you know, this is the one time I'll allow murder to happen is if they yelled Mamma Mia beforehand. <laughs> I'm, it's a rare exception. It's the only exception I'm gonna give. Yeah, court of law. Good thing you're not. A judge. <laughs> I far from it. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then we have an ad Lucinia. Uh, oh, in Alcina, Spain. I'm sorry. They use the large Navarra. No, I'm sorry, Navaja. Okay, folding knife. It's, it's a folding knife. So a, uh, a fighting knife uh, that's been commonly used by the people in the region since the 17th century. Okay. Uh, in that part of Spain, sword and knife fighting techniques. Uh, were regularly taught to young men as a necessary skill, often passed down from father to son as a rite of passage to adulthood. Oh, That's okay. pretty cool. Interesting. Uh, in the 18th, 19th century, Spain, Esgrimas de Navaja, fencing or knife fighting schools, could be found in major cities throughout, uh, let's see, Aldusina, Cordoba, Malaga, Several. Sure. Uh, sure. All right. So let's see. What else? Uh, then there's the Escrima Creole, the Creole fencing method of fighting, which was popularized by the American gaucho. Uh, his large bladed fason. Oh, oh uh, let's uh, see. A fason is a I fighting and uh, utility knife. So there you go. It's I, I, like, it's just a nice, usually very ornate knife. Because yeah. it's your life in that knife. I mean, <coughs> nah, I, nah I'm saying? Like uh, the term gaucho. Yeah. Like- so just to, to uh, remind people, what, well, not remind people, to tell people what a gaucho is, is a skilled horseman. Uh, yeah. Repre- uh, reputed to be brave and unruly. The gaucho is a national symbol in Argentina and Uruguay, but is also a strong culture, has a strong culture in Paraguay and southern Brazil and Chile. Uh, Gauchos uh, became uh, greatly admired and renowned in uh, legends, folklore, and literature, and became an important part of the regional cultural tradition. Yeah, I mean, they reminds me of like um, like uh, Mexican ban- uh, bandoleros or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna uh, let's keep going. We got more things to talk about knife fights. So we have modern techniques. Modern techniques for knife fighting developed by two British members of the Shanghai Municipal Police of the International Settlement in the 1920s. At the time, the Shanghai streets were rife with criminal activity, exacerbated by political tensions of the time and the breakdown of social order in much of the country. Um, you know, uh, stabbing. Oh, here, here, we got many types of grips. We got the hammer grip. The hand is wrapped around the knife, uh, the knife handle with the thumb on top of the fist as if gripping a hammer. Interesting. Then we have the saber grip, which is the hand is wrapped around the knife handle while the thumb is placed on top of either the handle or the spine of the blade. 
then we have the modified saber grip. Then uh, I assume that that's eh, just whatever. There's a lot of different grips. Oh, well, there's also one called the Filipino grip. I don't know. It feels racist so, for some reason. Uh, as, as a hammer grip, uh, except the thumb is placed uh, above the spine, either floating above or in contact with the grip is based in a Filipino martial arts uh, concepts. Very interesting. Okay, so wow. I wonder how many of these grips are also ways to grip your penis to masturbate? Uh, every one of them, really. <laughs> you know, if you have enough time, and, <laughs> which, which we all do right now, you know, try the Filipino grip. Maybe hey. you'll like it. Hey, I wonder, I wonder there's, no, the, there's no kink shames on here. Everyone is kink. Why call it a kink? It's, you like it. Yeah. Boom. Why can't I just call it the thing I like? Why? <laughs> no, I'm saying. In this economy. In this, in this economy? <laughs> in these days? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, top five, top five reasons to masturbate. Uh, scared. I'm scared <laughs> right now. Uh, 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 answer two, bo- uh, just pure boredom. You know, yeah. I'm staring at the same four walls, and it, Daddy's got to do something about it. These walls sexy. These walls ain't sexy enough for me. <laughs> Even with this record collection, it's not helping. <laughs> I guess maybe if I look through them, and there maybe there's some tilling cover somewhere in there. Uh, um. I don't need to finish this top five list. You know the rest. You know, uh, mostly, uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> uh, your turn. <laughs> that far into it, I love it. I mean, I, I mean, far into it, but I didn't know we were going to get so. Oh, so. I was going all the way in. Love it, all the way in, the way you're supposed to be. That's right. It's it's healthy that way. So I, I'm, I've got two that are kind of funny up top um, that aren't super long. So I just, I just wanted to, the titles keep misleading me. That's where I'm getting into a lot of trouble is titles are misleading. So first uh, I'd like to present with you or present to you Castle of Doom Studios. It's a record play. I, 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 I already, a record producer. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, oh, that's a band I like, Mogwai. Do you know yeah. the band Mogwai? Well, we'll read the top. So, so. so that's what I figured. So, um, yeah, Castle Doom Studios is a studio uh, by record producer Tony Dugan and Mogwai, uh, as, as uh, Aaron just alluded to. Uh, Mogwai is a Scottish post-rock band uh, formed in 1995. I mean, I've heard Mogwai. Yeah, they're, they're great, especially um, they're, probably my favorite record. Is, it's called Come On, Die Young. Uh, and it's it's a beautiful album. Actually, it's it's actually the kind the first way I found out about Iggy Pop. Because the first song has a really great clip of Iggy Pop being interviewed, and I was like, "What was that? That was because because <laughs> he spoke so eloquently. Because it was basically about like I don't know, uh, like this guy was saying, you know, because he was a punk, you know, like the morals." like world decay or like uh you know how you know it isn't is an art and he's like you know i'm just as much of an artist as anyone else the term is based in fashion style elitism satanism and everything is rotten about rock and roll i don't know johnny rotten 
I find my, I just find my art noise and screaming. That's the difference. I mean, uh, also, I would contend that, you know, n not a single person, if you're a big metalhead, almost 100% of... You don't know, but Iggy Pop is the godfather. Oh, he is. But it's like, I mean, the lead singer of fucking Slayer is just like a dad who's like really nice. But then the stage persona, because it's all performance art. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And Iggy Pop, I mean, that shit. I, I should check that out. Um, but yeah, basically, I just like the name Castle Beam Studios, and I recognize Mogwai, who you like a lot. Um, and it's, it's still the studio in uh, Glasgow, Scotland. I'm not saying everyone doesn't, but like uh, a good majority of humanity yeah. usually doesn't have to think about where the next meal is coming from. So you don't, you know, you you have time to ruminate on yourself, and also your brain's like your you, the humans. The human brain cell is the most complex cell in the entire universe, just because of how dense it is. It's unbelievable. Like the, our, our cerebral cortex is an unbelievable phenomenon just to say Dang. just to let just, you know oh, look that shit up brain cells sure. wow yeah i give them a 10 out of 10 on wow out <laughs> <laughs> of 10 on anxiety and dread but well okay. i didn't i didn't say that it was all great i'm just saying it, it's a, an amazing thing just in general it, it, concept concept conceptually Pretty cool. Yeah. Execution, Pretty not so much. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, is it my turn for for uh, yes. even though it's kind of been my my turn the last ten minutes, but so, uh, but so, it's but it's truly my turn. It's truly your turn. I mean, you're actually presenting something now. Well, okay. So I don't have anything on this place, but there's a place called Noun, and. That's <laughs> That just has to be known. It just has to be known. There's a place called Noun. So and some, it's so, in Nigeria, I believe. You know and what? I Cameroon. Cameroon, which is I'm sorry. No. It's it's in uh it's in Central Africa. So I'm sorry. I thought I thought I read earlier that it was in Nigeria, but yeah, it was Cameroon, which is just in the middle of Central Africa. So Technically, but, is a noun. Yep, it is. Noun is a noun. You know what I'm noun. saying? It's a person, place, or thing. All right, so I'm moving on from that. I just had to bring up that I found a place called Noun. I love it. So this is also connected to a few different articles I found, just because I was just having a little fun with it. So there's a uh, an anime. I I actually I like the I really like this anime, but I never I wasn't expecting to come across it while hitting the random button. But hey, here we are. Um, hey, it's. It. So it's called Dirty Pear, which I think is a funny name for a show. And 
and it's I mean, kind of like a buddy cop comedy with uh, two scantily dressed uh, space cop ladies. I like it. I like uh, beca- it because anime. Because uh, because anime. So um, the premise is uh, there's Kay and Yuri, uh, and basically they're like space cops, and they're also called the Lovely Angels. Uh, you know, feels feels derogatory, but whatever. I um, mean, how, how are they going to fight crime without clothes on? They don't. They got they got guns and and electronic swords. That's all. That's all you need. That's, that's all, all you need. And I, <laughs> so Kay is hot headed tomboy with red hair and tan skin and wears a silver white uniform. Yeah, uniform. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, uniform, quote unquote. I guess maybe I don't know. I haven't looked too hard into this police station, but I guess all the women have to dress like that. It would be <laughs> great if all the men had to also dress like that. I mean, equality. Equality. Hey, this is the year 2,138, so oh. hey, hey now. And so she's more of a shoot first, ask questions later uh, sure. type, of, type of girl. And then there's Yuri, a of Japanese ethnicity, wears golden yellow outfit. She often uses non-gun weaponry, such as energy whips and throwing cards. While uh, the more feminine of the two, she is known to become very violent when crossed. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Uh, there's a show of it, but the thing I particularly like, there's a movie. Uh, so there's move, There's things called OVAs. I think we've probably talked about that before. It means original video animation. Usually that's, uh, instead of it being on TV, uh, a, a stuff that was more adult and action-oriented and violent, they would actually just put it right to VHS instead of it. Yeah. At least at the time when it first came out, it's like, well, this is a little too controversial to put out like on a channel. But hey, well, you know, it's part of like VHS culture at the time. You know, yeah. you f- find cool stuff. You know, like um, Ranma Half was a big yeah, Ranma Half and uh, you know early Dragon Ball and stuff like that. Uh, but so, but OVA would normally be uh, either uh, a mini series or. Uh, a movie they would they would just go right to uh, VHS and the one I liked it's called Dirty Pair Project Eden. Uh, I I honestly can't even remember the plot, but I remember the animation being phenomenal. It, it's it, it was just well put together, great old school anime style. Actually, there I'm pretty sure it's on. Um, so there's this great app. It's free. Uh, there's some commercials, but hey, it's free. It's called Retro Crush, and it's got. <laughs> all this old school anime on it. It, it, They were teasing it on a YouTube channel for a little while, but then they finally actually made an app of it. And it's so awesome. It's got a bunch of my favorite things. I actually really want to watch one. It's called uh, Space Adventure Cobra. It's, uh, I think it's got a badass name, uh, and, and, and the main guy can basically change his appearance, and, and one of his arms is a giant gun, and, uh, but the best thing is that the, uh, the enemy, it's like this guy that's, like, see, he's, like, see-through glass, well, he's crystal, he's technically made at crystal, and his name is Crystal Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Just makes me so happy. Uh, but, crystal Boy. Crystal Boy. Definitely check out Retro Crush. Especially if uh, 
if you're looking for anime, especially if it's like, there's some series, but it's more like the OVAs and the movies that are on there. And there's just so much great stuff. All depending on what you're into, you could probably find something that you like. Okay, so I also brought up Dairy Pair because there's also two other articles that are attached to it. First, there's a subgenre called Girls with Guns, it's a, <laughs> which I love that, that they actually had to name it. It's a subgenre of action films and animation, uh, uh, often Asian films and anime, that portray uh, a female protagonist who makes use of firearms to defend against or attack a group of antagonists. Now, uh, now the, a lot of examples, there's... Uh, an, uh, there's Bubblegum Crisis, there's Dirty Pair, which we were talking about, there's Gunsmith Cats, which is great, there's Gunslinger Girl, which is unbelievable and freaking dark as hell, one of my favorites, it's like about these like, uh, these like teenage girls that are gonna die, so, uh, they trade, uh, like instead of them dying, there's like this government program where they can like give them medicines, but you know they live longer but then they like become deadly assassins it's like insane these little assassin children because they because what makes them cool is that they're inconspicuous because you just think it's a father and a daughter and yeah whoops there that you got an assassin <laughs> that's how you get assassins that is how you get assassins <laughs> this is how we get ants <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, and there's one other thing I wanted to talk about because it was uh, a company that puts out Dirty Pair, uh, at least their like manga, uh, their comics. It's called Dark Horse Comics. It's put out a lot of great stuff. Most famously, it's known for putting out um, Sin City by Frank yep. Miller. Mm -hmm. um, now, it also put out Hellboy before you know it was as huge as it was. Um, also, I don't know, I didn't know this until recently, The Mask... You know, the one with Jim Carrey was actually a comic first. That's correct, Wendy. We all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. Did you know that? Well, that is new. Now, so what I, I think I've read, I've at least read, I don't know, at least the first 50 pages of it. But, like, basically what they kind of do is take a bunch of, like, at least a bunch of the plot points I got to and just kind of make it one because it's it's actually a bunch of short stories of different people obtaining the mask and like what happens to them and but instead they take instead of it having to different people they kind of just condense into one person for the movie oh okay that makes sense but also um i did not know that dark horse did the umbrella academy either. yes yes uh great comic gerard way who's uh the singer of uh my comical romance i'm not a particular fan, but man, do I love the Umbrella Academy comics. Those are great. Everything he writes, is, he's a phenomenal writer. Uh, he, yeah. also, he also did a new version of the Doom Patrol, which is now a TV show. Which is fucking, I cannot. Oh, amazing. Sorry, Cliff, but we can't allow you to leave. Please remain where you are. The fuck? You know what? I think. Watch it. It's so I, I think possibly the next season might be more based on his Doom Patrol. Because, at least for, um, in his version, uh, that's when Danny the Street becomes uh, a bus instead of a whole street. Oh, okay. I love it. I'm sorry. Did I ruin something? No. I Listen, I'm such a comic book noob. and like, Well, well you no, know, because it happens in the show. I don't... Have you finished the... I haven't finished second season. Well, anyway, I mean, it's not a huge reveal, but instead of a street, he becomes a bus. <laughs> You, fi you find out why, but um, 
but but in in Gerard Way's comic, that's uh, that's where it kind of starts off with Danny the Street is is a bus filled with a bunch of people that were from his street. Um, also, they did uh, licensed comics for Alien, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and also the Star Wars comics are usually them. Whenever you see any of those, um, they I even saw I haven't read it, but I really want it. So instead of if if uh, if you're an Alien fan. Uh, there was actually a comic of Alien Three that is a different different story than the actual movie, because because mm. they just kind of wrote it in between two and three. They're like, hey, the, w- it wouldn't be cool if someone commissioned like what would be possibly the third movie to this. Yeah, um, so mm. it looked cool. Uh, and then there's Yurgasagi, uh, y- uh, I'm sorry, Yasagi Yojimbo. So that's kind of Yojimbo is like. Uh, that's that's another classic samurai, but it's but they uh, make it a rabbit be the samurai, so it's that. all like anthropomorphic uh, Ronin and stuff like that. So that, get get me that get me that fucking Ronin shit. I love Ronin. I, just give me every Ronin. Give me the Ronins, baby. Please. Show me the Ronins, baby. Um, but but I just wanted to raise awareness of <clears throat> Dark Horse great comic company they put out a lot of stuff a lot of stuff but but you'll you but you'll see like that even if you don't know everything they've put out you've at least heard of something that they oh. put out like yeah, and- you should at least read uh like uh the first story that's in sin city with marv uh it's great the movie literally just puts the comic right on the screen it's unbelievable like i've seen that movie i don't know a few times it's been a while but then i <clears throat> when i read the comic it was literally the comic on the screen. It was beautiful. I, I think I think they've done a they I think they did a very good job. And also, three hundred on here is is from Dark Horse. Oh yeah, that, absolutely. As well. Well, that's more Frank Miller for you. Yeah, I mean, get me them, get me them eight packs, sexy boys. Yeah, I, I actually read I read at least the first I don't know like twelve issues of Hellboy. Uh, very cool because that's basically what the first movie is not the whole thing but mostly like yeah. the 12 issues first 12 issues are basically what the first movie was you have it. six library guards raw plus belts and boots man you're gonna need some heavy fiber to move that out which yeah i, very I much saw enjoyed i saw the remake on a plane not the remake but like the, the newer no- one i don't yeah, know no- I, all i needed was the first one i didn't need anything after that I mean, Ron Perlman's such a great, he's Ugh. such a great boy. Like, why did you recap? Perfect. He's perfect. Yeah, the guy that they got to play the last one, I was just like, I'm like, I, why, I don't care about this. Like, I, uh, it Ron, just didn't, it just didn't need to be remade at least so soon. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not like the effects in the in that mo- in the original Hellboy is bad at all. So it's nope. not like it could improve upon something like that. But I don't know. You know, sometimes people just make choices, and now they are great. So, you know, you know. Um, actually, one more thing I want to mention: Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh-huh. Fantastic. So it's a great. Most people know of it because it's a uh, bunch of samurai roaming movies. Um, but it was originally a comic, which is a fantastic comic. It's unbelievable because they also put out some manga, which is pretty cool. They do the Berserk. which i love akira yeah they put akira astro boy blade the immortal ghost in the shell comic so yeah 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I know Trigun, and I know... Trigun's uh, a b- brilliant, uh, especially, like, the original run of it, which has turned into the TV show. Uh, yeah. Great show, great manga, unbelievable. Helsing oh. is also great, uh, especially there's a version of it called Helsing Ultimate, which is, like, the anime version of it. I would know my foes by the stains of red you leave upon their chests. Now search and destroy! Search and destroy! Run them down! Do not let any of them leave the island alive! My master, it shall be done as you command. Which yeah. is, uh, that you kind of need, I think, like, Funimation for it. But yeah. actually, oh no, I'm sorry. There's a sub of it on uh, Hulu. And it's a great story. It's ten one-hour episodes to tell you the whole story. Yeah, you're like, damn, this is commitment. But when you start watching, you're like, no, this is... This this is worth the whole damn thing because because it's a whole story because like there was originally a show before there was like this like remake of it that it was kind of being made while the show while the comic was still being written while mm-hmm. this got to tell the whole story from beginning to end because it's like a crazy epic like conspiracy Nazi thing that happens. It's some crazy shit. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, here we go. <laughs> some more anime and manga in your life. Yeah, get it. Get it. It's good for you. It's good for you. Get get some culture. You know, you know, just re- read a damn Japanese comic book. Yeah, they, just don't masturbate. I mean, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes. Sometimes it feels great. I've been to those websites. Good lord. Good, good lords. Uh, I'll need Jesus. All right, so I'm done talking about Dark Horse Comics. I kind of just had this whole like slew of things I wanted to mention because these are, uh, you know, we're we're hitting on a lot of my sweet buttons. So uh, you know, you'll be very very happy with this next one. This was very, believe it or not, this was very accidental. Um, And Uh oh, you know me, I'm not a comic book boy. You aren't, but here we go. But this is Vanessa Fisk. Uh, oh, the wife of Kingpin. Wife of Kingpin, Wilson Fisk. For those of you that do not know, um, this is from the Daredevil comics. And um, I think Kingpin shows up, uh, crosses over some Spider-Man as well. Yep, and yes, Spider-Man. Yes, yep. Because he's the bad guy in the Into the Spider-Verse movie. Yep, yes, yes, Which, sir. Okay, I love that movie, but he looked stupid and ridiculous because he literally was just a whale with a little head and little legs. No, and I actually kind of like, I actually really like Vince DeForno's depiction of uh, of the Kingpin, you know, kind of like this, like... Oh, for the TV show? Is that what you're talking about? Exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Love it. Yeah. Love that. That show's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, so basically, so Vanessa Fisk is the, is the wife. Uh, uh-huh. She was created, um, and she first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man, because I remember, I remember the Spider-Man TV show from the 90s. Uh-huh. That, Kingpin crossover into it a little bit. Yeah, I, you know, he, you know, there's like ten enemies that you always come back to. You know, yeah. when you, when you can't think of a new one, you're like, eh, Kingpin's back. He's here, to, fuck shit up. To mention, like, technically, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Golden Fist, and um, what the hell's the other guy? But they're all live in the same universe, and they all live. In yeah, the they're all in Hell's Kitchen, basically, usually. Or well, I mean, at least New York. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, New York, because Spider-Man is Queens, 
Um, you've got uh, Luke, uh, Luke Cage is up in Harlem. Uh, Jessica Jones is in the village. That's what I was thinking. Jessica Jones and Goldfist yeah. in the village. And then you've got Doctor Strange also in the yeah. village. Jeez, raising everybody's rent. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Doctor Strange. So there is little to be known about her uh, early years other than her maiden name is Mariana. You know, hey. Mariana. Oh, and she's uh, originally created by Stan Lee and John yep. Romita Sr. Yep, back in um, Spider- The Amazing Spider-Man number 70. Um, after the Kingpin had a near-death experience, uh, Vanessa gave him an ultimatum. He had 24 hours to get out of the crime or she would leave him. Mm. The Kingpin was about to kill Spider-Man. When the deadline passed, Vanessa forced him to choose between Spider-Man or, the li- or their life together. He chose his wife and spared Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I mean, she's kind of like, I mean, not, not saying she's like the stereotypical nagging wife, but it's like, hey, it's like, uh, have you ever seen a show Mob Wife? I feel like she's a mob wife. She's know? probably Mob Wife. Hey. Uh, hey. 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 Uh, either get me your, your children or your gabagoo. Oh. Whoa. There is a lot of stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would highly recommend checking out Daredevil, either the TV show or the yeah. comic. Or even yeah, Spider- especially Frank Miller's run. And back yeah. to Frank Miller again, but he he's he his run is what a lot of the TV show is actually based on. Not the whole thing, but a lot of like, especially when it gets the Electra part. That's like straight out of his comic. Also, he he invented uh, the hand. That's out of his run. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, the hand and also um, fi- uh, stick. That's that's all right out of his com- his version of the comic. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. And there's um, and when you when you read it, you're like, I can see why they based a lot of the show on this this arc of the story because he just he's a great artist, but he you could really tell like, oh man, he's just bringing a great literature like literary quality to like yeah. this character. Um, I definitely don't. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot you can go on here, obviously, because it's a comic book and there's many verses. Yeah. But it always ends with a culmination of Kingpin's son dying. Spoiler alert. Spoiler King, alert. Kingpin's son dies in a myriad of different ways. And I like that there's, in the alternate universe of Marvel Zombies 3, excuse me, what happened to 1 and 2? Where, where were those? I, excuse me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean... I, I have read a... You know what? There, there's, that's one kind of... One particular thing I like. I've read uh, one part of uh marvel that has to do with the zombie universe like yeah. so so uh I, so i read um one of my first deadpool comics which is phenomenal it's called merc the name of the uh at least the story arc is called merc with a mouth but basically mm-hmm. he he's basically sent into this jungle to find something when he gets there it turns out it's his it's him from a di- from like the vampire universe and uh but it's just his head but it can still talk because he's like technically immortal but like but um but there's this whole part where like he came from that vampire universe and he could possibly make our universe he he would be the reason our universe becomes the vampire universe Mm. he would be because he's because there is no vampires in our universe and if he bites something it would be like he'd start that yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So I, I I just had to go off on that for hot seconds. Yeah. Um. No. 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 No worries. I mean, basically, um, I just kind of want to gush a little bit about yeah. um 
Daredevil, I think that I think that that while I while I believe that DC is doing a generally better job now of um, doing superhero TV shows, I think Daredevil on Netflix kind of broke everybody's mind a little bit, and they did yeah, that, finally, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, even what was it? What the hell do you call the the, the when they all get together for the, the all four like like team up? Yeah, what was that called? Uh, fuck, I don't. It's like something. Shit, it's something. It's something. It, the Defenders, of, I think it was. Like, I I hate that name, but I like that show. That show was fine. It yeah. wasn't unbelievable, but it was fine. It was better yeah. than uh, the fucking Fist show. I hate that show. Yeah, no, it was awful. Um, but you know, it's it's funny though that that it's so hard to reclaim a bad superhero movie, and they reclaimed Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Oh. Well, you know what? It's one of those things, like, I kind of thought it was cool at the time. just cause, yeah. But that's, like, before I had the certain taste in movies or whatever. And then and then you think about it, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, that had to happen. We yeah. Could, we could There's, like, literally one cool scene in it, and that's when he hits, like, his stick, and you get to see, like, everything come into focus for him. Yeah. But, like, we're talking the first minute of the movie here. Yeah, and then you're like... <laughs> And then it's just downhill from there. Like, boy, none of this really needs to exist. Thanks, Ben Affleck. Please come back to me when you're a Batman and no other time. Uh, that's that's all. That's my ultimatum. Um, yeah. So that's that's my that's my second to last article. Little comic book uh, boys. Uh, uh, yep, we're on a comic run, baby. Uh, let's see. I could talk. Oh yeah, I got. I gotcha. Okay, so I'm talking about Chandler, Arizona, but now there's a reason. There's a reason, because Chandler is noted for having an annual ostrich festival. <laughs> Bring those burbs. Bring the burbs. Now, uh, I don't really need to read this because I already read about it, but basically what happened is in this town, they uh, farmed a lot of ostriches and it was used for like clothing and such. And like basically at one point, uh, people didn't need to use ostrich for their clothing. And so they, they kind of do this festivals kind of like a tribute to where they came from. So they do ostrich racing. Um, and it's I, coming up. The 32nd one is coming up. This has been what? happening for 32 years in, uh, in Tumbleweed Park. <laughs> oh, it's been rescheduled to Halloween. Spooky. Yep. Spoo- so now we get spooky ostrich. Is that going to be my next Halloween costume that no one knows about? Maybe. <laughs> Spooky ostrich. I wonder if there's like a dress, like an ostrich costume. Uh... Let, let's Google it. Ostrich costume. Ostrich costume. Now let's see. Oh, they all look stupid. I don't want to look like I'm riding one. Actually, maybe I do. Well, th- that one put like a screen. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like where this guy's coming out of the neck of the ostrich. That's also, very disconcerting. I also do not like his confidence in that. No one should be that happy about no, that. No, he's you. You've been canceled, sir. <laughs> and everyone, all the other ones, kind of look like you're riding it, and it looks both awesome and terrible at the same time. All right, this one at least makes a little more sense because the head is coming out of the head part of the ostrich and not the neck part. Yeah. Uh, okay, upgraded but not great. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring up that little article that there is an ostrich festival, and don't uh, don't forget about it because 
you shouldn't. <laughs> be there. Uh, you gotta go. gotta go. Gotta go. Now I'll, I'll bring up one little article. Uh, do you have any more articles? I've got. I've got one. I've got one good. One more good one. All right. I'm gonna just share this little bit of information just because this person's important. Cool. Uh, so his name is Heinrich Rudolf uh, Heidelbrand. He's uh, he's a Germanist, contributed to and then author of Brothers Grimm. So, oh, really like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So uh, just to, just in case you don't know who the Brothers Grimm are, you definitely know them just because a lot of their stories have been turned into many movies, usually by Disney. Like the, he wrote, they wrote Cinderella, they wrote Rapunzel, Beauty and the Beast. Little Red Riding Hood, Three Little Pigs, Rumpelstiltskin. Like, literally, like, anything you could think of that's the classic childhood story, it's written, it's originally written by the Brothers Grimm. Much grimmer, like, not not to add a pun to it, but none of, all, all the stories you know are, like, the child version, the happy version of what happens. Well, oh. in these, there's usually much more awful things happening. Like... Yeah. Like, like I remember in uh, Cinderella, mm-hmm. the um, so the sisters of Cinderella are trying to have their feet fit into like the glass slipper. And I just remember something about one of them like cutting parts of their feet off so yeah. their feet could fit. And it's like, yo, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the number one example. I mean, I think also. Yeah. I also think the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. I think he had. Okay, I, I'm gonna give a disclaimer. I'm not totally sure about this, but I thought uh, he became a beast because he had sex with a young kid or a young girl, and that's actually the reason why they turned him into a beast. Uh, you know what? I would have to go back and read. I actually, my sister and I were obsessed with uh, Brothers Grimm when we were kids, so we actually like read the translated copy. A lot of those stories too it's like it starts you're like oh this is going somewhere this is going somewhere and then it just stops and you're like the fuck was that and it's like <laughs> one story it's like it's called like the, the cock in his wheels or like the rooster in his wheels uh-huh. and these are getting all together to get in this little buggy and they're like really concerned about these wheels and they got to get somewhere blah 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 and then there's like a rainstorm and they'll die and it ends and you're like see you know what this reminds me it's funny you should bring this up this totally reminds me of uh, one of my favorite writers. His name is Kurt Vonnegut. There's a fantastic YouTube video, and he talks about um, structure of st- common structures in story. So there's the rise and fall in story, depending on what story you're telling. And then he gets to like, uh, so, you know, usually like there's rising action, falling action. And then he gets to, I think, uh, Inuit uh, folktales. And he said, mm. the problem with Inuit folktales is that you don't know what the good news and what the bad news is. You know, mm. a fish came and it died and then there was a rainstorm. It's like, what's good and what's bad? This is terrible story writing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think of a lot of folktale songs, not every, not, not everything, but some of them are bad because just bad stories. If you don't know what the good news and bad news is, then you don't, that's not a good story. Now, it's funny he contradicts that because there's one story that kind of does the opposite of that. Uh, yeah. If you think about Hamlet, so many things in Hamlet, you don't know what the good news and what the bad news is. It's just, he's just trying and is it going to work? Is he going to die and go to heaven? Who knows? Is, is, oh, I even heard that they weren't sure. In, uh, so there's a part in it where he's supposed to be talking to his father. It's a ghost. Mm-hmm. I actually found out recently, they actually didn't even know if that was his actual father, it could just be a malicious ghost just screwing with him. 
because mm. because that hey man it's ghosts ghosts could do whatever the hell they want so uh, I just think that's it's interesting that like you don't know truly who that is and mm-hmm. I, I never thought about that until recently so but then you think well if you don't know what the good news and the bad news is doesn't that make it a bad story well mm-hmm. if it's Hamlet no because it's written by a genius it's just funny that you can you can map out stories and what's a good story and what's a bad story and you actually don't know what a good story and a bad story is until you actually read it. So I just think that that's kind of the point he was making, but I think it's a beautiful thing. Cause, yeah, you no. know, but story arcs help, help at least when you write a story, you're like, oh, well, I, I start in the middle and then something great happens and then something terrible happens. And then I'm kind of trying to get back to the middle or a little above that, <laughs> you know, something like that. They call that, I think they call that man in a hole. Because if you look at it, it goes up, it goes down, and then he gets out of the hole because he goes up again. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, hey, there's a guy named Heinrich Rudolf Heidelbrands. He is a contributor and editor of the Brothers Grimm. Which is important. Yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes these people are just as important as the writers themselves because they made it happen. They got it out there. They edited it. And, uh, you know, you got, you got to shout out the people that are on the sidelines of geniuses too, you know, you know, there's, you know, there's Jimi Hendrix and then there's the guy that produced Jimi Hendrix, you know, that we know that album might not have sounded the same without that same producer, you know? Yeah, I no, I agree. I agree. All right. So, uh, you get on to your last article, my friend. I really tangent hard. Man. Um, Okay, we haven't. We also haven't. Like I said, been. A, it's been a minute since we've seen each other too. Yeah, so, so it's all just. Uh, blah. I'm just. I'm just spitting it all out. But it feels this, good. This one's a little bit of true crime. Have you heard about the 2015 New Year's attack plots? Hit me with it, baby. I don't know about this. So apparently, um, there was an Islamic terrorist plot that was uh, like internationally planned for New Year's 2015 and a 2016. And it got foiled completely. So in late wow. 2015, and several countries announced uh, the discovery of attack plots organized by uh, the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, the ISIL, so uh, targeting New Year celebrations. So I disclaimer: uh, we are we are not uh, anti-Islamic uh, or Islamophobes on this podcast. There are, you know, this everyone is, is beautiful. Of, everyone is beautiful, except people that like. Uh, not except for the people that are assholes that kill people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyways, mm. Um, uh, the police in North America and Europe were on high alert in uh, t- December of 2015 because of a series of terroristic attacks and attack plots, including, if you remember, the November 2015 Paris attacks, and because of information picked up by security agencies uh, that indicated militants might plan to attack public New Year's celebrations. New Year's celebrations were canceled, following intelligence reports of plan attacks, and several arrests in Brussels. Uh, while Munich rail service was suspended, as suspected attack plots were uncovered, in other cities, security was increased and heightened fears in the wake of the Paris attacks. Uh, there was unprecedented security measures in several major European cities, including London, Paris, and Moscow. So if you'll look, the, five pl- or the, the four main plots were Brussels, Ankara, Munich, and Rochester, New York, like literally an hour where I grew up. I had no idea. Crazy. So, so in Brussels. So, uh, uh, one one side story. Uh, embrace every day. All right, continue. No, um, in 
in in Brussels, in uh, in Brussels, they they uh, arrested two men in, in late December involved with it, uh, reportedly of having the attacked the grand the grand place, which uh, just a little blurb grand place uh, or the Grote Markt is a central square of Brussels, basically like the main square. Uh, you know, if we were to compare it to something within uh, the United States, like Times Square, like this is their Times Square kind of, but not as it's just a culturally important place. Um, four others were arrested during raids. Question, but you know, released public New Year's Eve celebrations and fireworks were canceled in Brussels. You know, good good call. No charges were were pressed planning on the for planning the attack, but the two men were convicted of being members of a terrorist organization, and they were sentenced to prison. Uh, Ankara or Ankara is uh, in Turkey, and Turkish police seized bomb making equipment, suicide vests, and equipment during a raid of a house. On the 30th of December, and detained two ISIL militants on charges of applying New Year's attack. The main uh, target was uh, Kizale Square, which is kind of, um, well, that's really beautiful. Wow. It's basically like, just again, another major square where large people gather. Uh, the Munich train uh, station plots, which I don't know if anyone's been to Munich. Munich has beautiful train stations, and I love Munich. Um, there were... Uh, I, I've always wanted to go. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well... I've been I've been to Berlin, so at least I've been to Germany. But definitely wanted to go to Munich. Yeah, Munich was great. Um, and I want to go there when it's not Oktoberfest. But I like Munich. I would go to Frankfurt and Hamburg and Leipzig. I really want to go to those places. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, they just got very concrete tipperones seven forty. You know, cutting it close, boys, on New Year's Eve. Wow. And there were the five between five and seven suicide bombers. <coughs> themselves up at locations that included two train stations. Um, the investigation was dropped in 2016, however, in February, <coughs> due to lack of clues. So that those people are still out there. Uh, in Rochester, New York, of all fucking places, wow. uh, Daniel Lutchman, 25, was arrested in Rochester uh, by the Joint Terrorism Task Force on December 30th and charged with offering to provide materials to a terroristic or to a terrorist group. They wanted to attack uh, on the Merchant Grill restaurant, okay, he told the FBI that he also planned on killing his wife. So I feel like it's this guy just had a problem, and they didn't really go after anything that important because it's Rochester. And yeah, never been to the Merchant's Grill, but I don't imagine that it's like a cultural center. But I mean, is Rochester a cultural center in general? No, it used to be. Because uh, now- I don't, I really don't know. I didn't mean that to sound sassy, but no, it- I, I really don't know. It has a very rich history uh, for education and music, and uh, the Ear Canal uh, still goes through downtown. Uh, it's got a great, great, great food scene because it's so close to a lot of farms. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, I like I like the time I've spent in the Rock. I'd go back. There's definitely a lot of abjectly poor places because mm-hmm. no industry is there anymore. But um, you know, of, I mean, but of all the places, why not go after like I don't know Albany or Syracuse? Yeah. Or, or buffalo or you know you know be smart terrorists <laughs> just kidding wow well, please well, don't take that out of context out of jesus context. christ hey um, hey this is a comedy podcast i'd like to underline that and put an I'd, asterisk and a highlighter next to that when when we both inevitably don't run for president do not take that out of context honestly if i i can't run for president the way things are <laughs> if the FBI, FBI looks in, I'm nope. out. <laughs> I also just like I also just don't wanna. That sounds hard. Nah, don't. 
I don't need that. I don't no. need that. Um, so uh, I, I assume that's the end of the article, right? I mean, but basically, oh. uh, it, no, just it, it later revealed yeah. that there was a plot in Germany, Austria, Belgium, France, the United Kingdom. Um, they, Austrian police investigate some people in Vienna. Um, so basically, some of those people are still out there in ISIL. Uh, unfortunately, ISIL is still around. But yeah, there was literally a terroristic, like a terrorist plot that was uh, several countries around the world, like an international terrorist plot that would have happened um, at the end of Obama's term and gone into our current president's term. And that just seems so perfect. You know? Yeah. All right. So that's, that's, that's going to be my last one for tonight. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Well That's New. You can check it out, out on Instagram at uh, Well That's New underscore. Uh, you can sure. check it. You can check out Andrew at Grow underscore Music. Beautiful. You can and you can also check out if you want his food Instagram, Rhythm and Chews. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be doing it anymore. I'm sorry. I just thought that. If you want to fat? If you want to fat to some dirty food porn, that's yeah, where. If you want to fat to dirty food porn, get get on that. You can also check me out at Aaron underscore Hawkman underscore on Instagram. Please do. Yeah, please do. You can also check out my. Um, you could also see a link to my website because I sell clothing and art, you know, all types of custom stuff. You know, yeah. I need money, so please buy it. You know? Yeah, I have, I have a few of his pieces, and I can highly recommend them. I look fly as fuck all the time. Boom. All right, guys. Love you. Thanks for listening. And uh, go out and learn, you dingus. Go out and learn, you dingus. <laughs>